Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! It's the best time of the year I don't know if there'll be snow But have a cup of cheer Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Ho, ho, the mistletoe hung where you Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me Have a holly jolly Christmas Hello and thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. I am your host Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan, and you've reached the podcast exclusively about animation springing from the world of comic books. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is the official Christmas episode. It's Christmas Eve. It's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We, we, we smile a little easier. We, 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 we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Hopefully you're all doing well, having a wonderful holiday. I'm going to briefly explain the rules, and then we're going to get right into it. Rule number one, like I said, comic book animation. That's what we're talking about here. Rule number two, much like the old team-up book, Marvel Team-Up, DC Comics presents Brave and the Bold. It's a team-up podcast, me and a special guest always talking comic books. Number three, and most important, we got to have fun. Like I said, Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas episode. We've been celebrating Christmas all night long. Welcome to episode 35. Before we go any further, I'm going to bring out my guest. He's a uh, long-time guest, been on now, uh, I believe, tied for the most appearances. Welcome to the show, the one and the only, Michael Crockett. Hello. Hello, Matt. How are you today? Uh, um, I'm good. <laughs> Trying to stay in the holiday spirit, but uh, a lot going on, so it's uh, it's been pretty rough. But uh, I'm hanging in there and having a happy holiday. How about you? Not too bad. I mean, the uh, weather outside here is not frightful, so that's good. But my sound quality may be very frightful. I'm terrified. The fact that uh, I'm in a different location, I've temporarily moved down south, very south, and um, I couldn't bring all of my equipment with me. So I I have a a rinky-dink microphone, and uh, you know how I feel about sound quality. As a former podcaster, as a podcast editor, and uh, not feeling good about this, but uh, like you said, it's the holiday season, we're in the spirit, and we're ready to go. All right, now, how does it feel to now be officially tied for the most appearances on the multiverse? I feel good about it. I mean, it's going to be down to the wire, I think, with me and Jamie, where you're two uh, most trusted podcasting partners, I think. Well, at one point, I thought we were going to be kind of a, a team, but... Jamie always finds a way to sneak in there. <laughs> yeah, well, he's always, when I do a Batman episode, I, I always go to him first, and uh, 
I keep expecting he's going to be too busy, but he always accepts every time. <laughs> You're hoping he says no? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I'm just expecting him to say no, you know. Hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Yeah, so he is your Batman expert, right? Uh, or, or no, that is up for debate. Um, it depends on who you ask. Uh, I've titled him the official uh, Batman expert. I one time referred to him as the self-professed, and he he took exception to that remark. So I have not done that since. But uh, some of my other guests have uh, took an issue with him claiming to be the Batman expert. Yeah, you bring a lot of people on, and most of the time you you call them experts of these certain. Uh, characters and such that they're the episodes they're reviewing me i i will take exception to being called an expert in anything comic related i haven't read a comic book probably since i was 15 or 16 years old so i'm no expert much like you say you know you're, you're a disclaimer that you're not an expert you just like to talk about comics i am decidedly not an expert all right <laughs> now like michael said yeah i always put a disclaimer number one there's going to be spoilers so if you haven't seen what we're talking about, we are going to spoil it. And yes, Michael and myself are not experts. And uh, we just, guys like to take comic books. I got to say, I got to give an extra disclaimer. I'm a little less organized than usual uh, with the holiday season and everything going on. I, I've been running around like a madman. So I'm not quite as prepared as usual. Tonight, or today, whatever, <laughs> what time of day you're listening to this podcast, we are going to be talking Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Yes, something that I had no idea existed. And uh, yeah, I I really didn't know there were other Hulks besides Hulk and She-Hulk. So there's a whole group of them, apparently. Are you going to fill me in on this? Because as I mentioned, I'm not an expert. I'm going to fill the best of my ability, but this was in a time period where I wasn't really reading a lot of the Hulk books. Even though Hulk was my favorite as a kid, I've in the 21st century, I've kind of come and gone on him. So this is an era when I wasn't really reading. So I'm going to do the best I can. So we're talking Hulk and the Agents of Smash, and we're doing a Christmas episode. We're going back to December 13th, 2014. It's a wonderful smash. <laughs> what a putrid title. <laughs> I knew this cartoon existed, but I've never seen it before. So I'm kind of on the edge of what we're in store for today. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, the only Hulk experience I have, uh, is the Hulk cartoon series in the early eighties, which is what we reviewed on episode two, I believe of this podcast. That's what I came up on. And then the Hulk comic books of the eighties. And, uh, yeah, beyond that, I'm a little clueless. So getting into this agents of smash thing, I'm curious and, uh, slightly skeptical. So right off the bat, Smash stands for Supreme Military Agency of Superhumans. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it is, if you haven't seen it, a group of Hulks, which is it's one of the problems I have with modern comic books. And well, I shouldn't say modern because this started probably in the 80s or 90s where nobody's unique anymore. There's If there's one of something, there's like five of them. <laughs> like It used to be there was like one Hulk, one Spider-Man, one Superman, one Batman. Now it's like... The Batman family has like 27 members. There's like nine Hulks. There's multiple Spider-Mans, multiple Green Lanterns, multiple Flashes. So right off the bat, I I, I think it's a bit of overkill. Yeah, I'd have to agree on that. Yeah, I, I got me thinking like, yes, yeah, Spider-Man was a 2099 and all the like, you know, Miles Morales. And yeah, there's so Spider-Gwen. 
Spider Ham. <laughs> so um, we're going back to the show itself. Started in uh, 2013. It was on Disney XD. It was developed by uh, Paul Dini and uh, Henry Gilroy. That's a name we've heard a lot. Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Yes, he's. Uh, if you know anything about animation, especially, he's uh, worked on Justice League. He worked on batman the animated series he worked on this he's he's done a lot of different uh comic book superhero animation he's written a lot of them i couldn't find a whole lot about the development and the idea and the way of thinking that went into this uh i i noticed looking online not not a lot of uh not a lot of high praise for this this not particularly this episode but this cartoon in general not a lot of fanfare for the uh, the multiple hulks (laughs) not I mean, it's not like, um, they're not like, it's not down to the level like Santa Inc. or anything, but it's, uh, uh, mediocre has been pretty much the best compliment I've found <laughs> in my, uh, rev- in my research on this episode. But you understand that's not a compliment, right? Yeah, I, I, I do. Okay. A lot of people complained it was a, a waste of, uh, of, of a lot of the characters. Do you know, was this started in the comic books and brought over to the animated series or was this something that was created specifically for tv uh, the characters are all from the comic um there was this hulk agents of smash comic but it looks like it was like one of those deals where they based it on the cartoon i couldn't find anything of an actual hulk agents of smash comic book um it might be an organization that was in the comic i could be wrong about that so if anyone listening uh, like uh if you know that for sure let me know. But all these characters were created from the comic. None of them were, there's no Firestar or Harley Quinn job going on. None of these characters were created specifically for the cartoon itself. Okay, gotcha. Uh, now, the Incredible Hulk, as everyone knows, was created by uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. He's the main character. Now, and interestingly enough, this is, uh, he is almost never, I think there's one episode in my research where he actually is Bruce Banner. Like, this is the more intelligent Hulk who doesn't change back and forth. Okay, so he's Hulk all the time. Almost like the Teen Titans. They're just them all the time. They're not, there's no, basically, there's no alter egos. Yeah, there were, um, I I believe when I was looking up, I found one episode they said where uh, they referenced Banner, but uh, he's Hulk all the time. And it's like, he's almost like never even referenced, like Banner almost doesn't exist on this show. Yeah, very much like the Teen Titans. Uh, The episode we're talking about, like I said, it originally aired December 13th, 2004. It's a wonderful smash directed by uh, Patrick Archibald, written by uh, Stephen Melching. And both of them had worked on numerous episodes of the show. Hulk himself is uh, voiced by Fred Tata Skiori, I don't know if I'm saying that right, a guy who's done many, many voices on many shows. He's worked on everything from Family Guy and American Dad to he's Qui-Gon Jinn in the Clone Wars cartoon. He's also voiced uh, Hulk and various other cartoons from that era, as well as some other characters from uh, some of the other Marvel shows. So also appearing here, um, She-Hulk, who was uh, created by Stan Lee and John Buscemi. And she's voiced by Eliza Dushku, who uh, everyone knows, well, should know, is she was Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in True Lies. She was uh, Faith on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was in the original Wrong Turn movie. Now, hey, um, hey, 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 wait. She was also in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Don't leave that out. <laughs> That's correct. She wasn't. She wasn't that. 
Uh, Dollhouse, the short-lived show, is the most recent thing I could think of that she's been in, but I'm sure she's probably been in something since then. Yeah, she's on that show, uh, what is it? Bull, I think she was. And there was like a controversial exit because there was some conflict with the, uh, the star of the show. I think that's the name of the show, Bull. An odd thing, She-Hulk on this show was originally a stunt woman, but apparently on the episode The Big Green Mile, they updated that she also has a law degree, I guess due to a lot of people complaining nonstop viewers and readers of the comic that they made her a stunt woman instead of a lawyer. <laughs> so, All right. A-Bomb, which is actually Rick Jones, who was also created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, and the, him becoming A-Bomb was a creation of Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis. I, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Uh, Rick Jones, over the years, I, I don't know why they're so hell-bent on not keeping him just the normal human sidekick. They constantly are giving him superpowers and whatnot. In fact, Hulk, for some reason, hates just the supporting cast of regular people. If you hang around the Hulk long enough, you get goddamn superpowers. <laughs> now, does this Rick Jones, does he wear a uh, cowboy hat? <laughs> well, anything I can find in the cartoon, he doesn't appear as Rick Jones. Maybe he does. You know, he's always in the A-bomb form, who looks kind of like a cross between a beast and abomination to me. The, the, so that uh, the beast abomination guy, he doesn't wear a cowboy hat? <laughs> he, he wears a Santa hat at one point, oh. but, but no cowboy hat. That's a shame. Now, he's voiced by Seth Green. Uh, everyone knows Seth Green. He's Scott Evil in the Austin Powers movies. He's the creator of Robot Chicken. He was Oz on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, numerous. He does voices on other things as well. He's the voice of Howard the Duck in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is really an all-star voice cast now that we're going over it, now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You got some uh, heavy hitters here. Now here, to me, is the most offensive. Uh, Red Hulk, who is General Thunderbolt Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Now they killed General Thunderbolt Ross in the comic books. And then brought him back years later, almost like a decade later. I, I don't know how he ended up eventually becoming Red Hulk. He, General Thunderbolt Ross, created by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, but Red Hulk was developed by Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis. Yeah, like literally Rick Jones, Betty Banner, Thunderbolt Ross, all of his supporting cast eventually all got superpowers as well. And I don't even know if Red Hulk's still a thing now because I, I read some of Immortal Hulk, but I... Despite all the praise of God, I, I just couldn't get into it. Wait, wait, wait. Betty is a Hulk? She was a Hulk at one point. She was the Harpy. At, I don't know if she is now, but she got blasted with gamma radiation. This was back in the 70s, and she became the Harpy. They got rid of that. She she might be the female red She-Hulk now. Or I don't know why I said female She-Hulk. but <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he's voiced by uh, Clancy Brown, who, as far as voice acting goes, he's the voice of Lex Luthor and the... Uh, the, the DC uh, animated universe. He was also the original voice of Mr. Krabs. He also appeared on the Flash television show. He was uh, the main villain in the Highlander movie. He's also the captain of the guards in the Shawshank Redemption. And right now he is on the Dexter reboot or the Dexter revival. Oh, he is. I haven't seen that yet, so I didn't know he was on it. Yeah, we're uh, keeping up with that. We've got um, Showtime temporarily, so been watching that as it goes yeah it's pretty good pretty damn good i will say that um of the 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 less than favorable reviews um red hulk gets the most praise people seem to like him and say he's like one of the only characters that has like a story arc and character development oh yeah 
So I said, I might have to watch the whole cartoon to find out. We also have Scar, who I'd never heard of this character ever before this cartoon. But he was created by Greg Pak and John Romita Jr. And uh, he's voiced by a Benjamin uh, Diskin, who uh, has done a lot of voice work, a lot of English dubs of of anime cartoons. In fact, he was on the uh, the one anime episode I did, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He had done a voice on that cartoon as well. Ah, right, cool. I gotta say, I don't, I don't know if we're really coming off like we're uh, in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I love that Benjamin guy. <laughs> I, we haven't, <laughs> as jovial as you are, I, I don't, I don't know if we're going into this with a super positive attitude. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, it's Hulk. What's better than one Hulk? Multiple Hulks, right, Matt? <laughs> exactly. I mean, how are you going to have Planet Hulk and World War Hulk if you don't have more than one Hulk? Yeah, I can't wait to to watch this show. I'm really going to enjoy it. I think. You think it's a, it's going to be a Christmas miracle, and we're gonna we're gonna be blown away. Oh, yeah. We're turning this whole thing around. <laughs> All right. Um, there are a lot of characters that appear in the show, so I I, uh, I stuck to the main roster with the exception of I just wanted to mention that Rocket Raccoon shows up, and he's uh, he was created by uh, Keith Griffin and Bill Manilow. Uh, the only reason I wanted to specifically say that because Bill Manilow, uh, you know, he's suffered a tragedy where he was hit on a, in a rollerblading accident back in the 90s, and Having a lot of tr- struggle, so I always want to give him as much credit as I can possibly give. I didn't hear anything about that. That, was, that happened a while ago? That, that happened like in the 90s where he was uh, he was hit rollerblading by a car and he suffered a, uh, a lot of brain damage. He needs like round-the-clock care. His brother has sent up a, a GoFundMe for him. Oh, wow. Yeah, he hasn't, so that's been kind of tragic. He's still with us, and uh, he's my favorite Hulk writer of all time. Uh, edges out Peter David just a little bit. Um so I always try and give him credit for anything uh, uh, he's done, which he created. He co-created Rocket. I mean, that's that's terrible. I'm interested to see how Rocket fits into this Christmas episode. All right. <laughs> On that note, uh, Michael and I are going to uh, exchange gifts. We're going to unwrap a present. We're going to watch Hulk and the Agents of Smash. It's a wonderful smash. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Incredible Hulk radio-controlled inflatable figure. With a radio transmitter, you can give him commands. Two 9-volt and 4C batteries are not included. Over the back. They couldn't come back. The Hulk radio-controlled figure is really big. A full three and a half feet tall and made of soft, durable vinyl. Also available separately, Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse as well as Space Marauder and Dracula. His eyes and teeth glow in the dark. The Incredible Hulk radio-controlled inflatable figure and transmitter. Thanks a lot. Merry Christmas. Best 
wishes for this and all your mornings from Folgers. Slow down time with Santa's powers. Ra 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 ra. Years of work gets done in hours. Ra 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 ra. It's a present. This is the mark. Ra 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 ra. Please send a bill to Tony Stark. Ra 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 ra. Singing. Ra 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 ra. Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent-looking podcast... Alright, and we are back, and uh, hopefully you also just watched Hulk and the Agents of Smash... It's a wonderful smash. Uh, <laughs> gotta say, it's a very uh, wordy title. Yeah, and it doesn't really work. You gotta find some other rhymes of life, right? Or like it just—it's dumb. So we start off with a uh, bomb, who is uh, staring at the computer. And by the way, when I started watching this, I had no idea who this character even was. Oh yeah, me either. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't until I started doing my research that I realized this was Rick Jones. Like a few minutes in, uh, Hulk refers to him as Rick. So I'm like, that's got to be Rick Jones. And that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you never seen him. He looks like abomination and the beast had a, had a child, a love child. So he's staring at computers and he, uh, he breaks the fourth wall and, uh, he's gonna, he's got a story to tell us that it was the uh, night before Christmas and all through the town that a creature was stirring except for this negative zone clown, and it's Blastar. Do you know Blastar at all? Not in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) He's uh, originally a Fantastic Four villain. Okay, and that that was just like a little cameo just because it rhymed? Uh, Well, I mean, I I think he appeared earlier. Him and Annihilus both show up earlier on the show, so I think it's a callback to an earlier episode. Okay. Uh, Before we get too further, what did you think of the, uh, the animation? I mean, I maybe expected a little more. There was one point where it looked like, I forget what part it was exactly, but it was just like everything was still and just the mouth was moving. It was a little primitive. I mean, since 2013, it was a little more primitive than I expected, but they did a lot with transitions, like making the screen bigger and smaller and square and, you know, and, and doing like these whoosh, like wind transitions from scene to scene. So they tried to like jazz it up, but the animation itself was a little lacking to me. It was, yeah, I thought it was a little, little generic and not, not that great. It was, it was okay. So we go to Times Square where he blast stars with these big monsters and they're going to trash New York, but then they're confronted by the Hulk and the agents of smash. And Hulk says, uh, to he'll take Scrooge and you guys get his helpers. Standard holiday cartoon stuff. Just a lot of holiday christmas you know uh, christmas carol references and movie quotes kind of forced into these uh scenes yeah there's a lot of trashing of uh of nutcrackers and giant nutcrackers and christmas trees and uh tarzan i know you said perhaps we get it more in the holiday spirit so to you i say merry smashmas 
<laughs> exactly. Hulk uh, dispatches Blastar rather easily and uh, throws him and the monsters back into the negative zone. A-bomb says, sayonara, snaggletooth. Don't let the portal hit you in the butt on your way out. Huh. So right after that, J. Jonah Jameson uh, appears on the big screen wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> Not the most festive guy. When you, when you think about J. Jonah Jameson, you don't think about uh, a guy who's all about Christmas. You probably think more of like the Scrooge-like character. And he is actually voiced by uh, J.K. Simmons, who uh, played J.J.J. in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, this guy's got a job for life, basically, until he <laughs> drops dead, which may not be long from now. He uh, says that uh, these muscle-bound, muscle what do you call them, muscle-bound meanies destroyed the city block. Menaces, perhaps? Menaces, that's what he, he, he calls really, them. He really, he really leans hard on the, the word menace most of the time. Yes, muscle-bound menaces. <laughs> and there's even a kid crying. Abarum uh, points out that Blastar started it, but uh, you know that's not going to happen. So Hulk says they're going to clean it up, but JJ says after that they're probably going to wreck New Year's Eve as well. Now, uh, Matt, uh, how do you feel about the talking to the camera? Like I, I noticed all this stuff, and I, I went and did some research on my own because you know, as a former podcasting guy, I can't help myself. So basically, the premise of the entire show is that. A-Bomb is hosting a web series based on Hulk and the Agents of Smash. So that's where all the talk of the camera from. It's like they're stealing the office. It's like, like the first, I don't know if it's the first, but now the even the cartoons are stealing the format of the office. <laughs> yeah, so it's not the whole show, but it's part of it where they, they go to the camera and you, you see that the, the webcam episode. Yeah, yeah, they cut away like during like fights and you know between scenes and stuff like that, where you can tell like the screen is different. It's a little like grainy and wavy, where they're talking directly to the camera, like they're giving their thoughts on what is happening during the show. Yeah, so that's it's basically the office on the cartoon. I don't know why that format format has become so popular, where multiple sitcoms do it. This is not the first cartoon I've seen do it. Like I I, I don't know why this is such a popular idea. One show did it and it worked. Isn't that how these things work? I remember like, you know, you had Ferris Bueller, the movie, and then there was Ferris Bueller, the TV show. And then Fox did Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which is basically a guy who is just like Ferris. Like if something works, some other company will take it and run with it as well. That's how this TV stuff works, Matt. Before we move on, I just want to know, do you know his name is actually J. Jonah Jameson Jr.? No, it is? Yeah, so he's actually J. 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 <laughs> <laughs> quadruple j so yeah we jump to the video confessionals she hulk uh, says it's not fair they're always getting blamed makes her want to sue somebody so we must have gotten past the point where they uh they've uh, admitted she's a lawyer yes yeah th there's a couple references to that red hulk says that uh they uh, they're no longer invited to the white house christmas party and he even says uh humbug <laughs> yes scar who uh, is very upset he says uh he needs some uh eggnog and ham and uh hulk says he just wants them to get the respect they deserve then they're flying in a ship after that uh a bomb mentions how you never get what you want for christmas or really get anything but uh he sees a shooting star and he's gonna make a wish which all of the agents of smash all scoff at the very idea and uh he makes a wish for the perfect christmas i mean isn't that really a wish that we all 
are wishing for. That is true. But the thing is, though, Matt, he wishes out loud in front of everybody so everybody can hear him. We all know if you make a wish out loud so people can hear it, that's never going to come true. That is true. Uh, Much like a birthday wish. Right. It's going to be to yourself in your own head. And uh, yeah, A-bomb, Rick Jones really blew it here. And uh, so then we switch to back to the web show and it's uh, A-bomb saying, welcome true believers to the Hulk out holiday smash travaganza. This smash, they're just trying to fit this smash thing everywhere, huh? They're they're really liking the smash puns. Yeah. Uh, they're coming live from Hulk Towers. <laughs> yes, this thing, this monstrosity in the middle of the city. <laughs> just a, a big green fist, which. Yeah. It, yeah. It's poorly designed and uh, just, uh, just ugh, uh, ugly. Yeah, it's just ill-conceived. I mean, the. The architectural company that designed this thing should be just uh, shot on sight. So uh, there, JJJ is uh, with a Santa hat. He's uh, wishing a Merry Christmas to his favorite heroes, Hulk and the Agents of Smash. And everybody cheers. So you know if J. Jonah Jameson is a fan of them, there must be something wrong, right? Some, something's not right. Something's odd. Yes. Now, uh, A-Bomb thanks uh, JJJ and all the viewers uh, for making his web show the most popular web show out there and we all all thank everybody for making matt specter through the multiverse the most popular podcast out there yes of them all i think there's joe rogan and then matt specter through the multiverse yeah it's neck and neck even even says this of all time he says that uh he wonders if y'all wondered what your favorite hulks do when they're not saving the world he uh picks up a guitar and he starts playing some guitar music saying how he's also on tour and He's dating Eliza Dushku. Yes, and that is a uh, joke that I didn't really get until you said earlier that Eliza Dushku is the voice of She-Hulk. So now they're kind of uh, doing a little inside jab there that uh, I'm just now understanding because, yeah, I didn't know that (laughs) Dushku was doing one of the voices. Well, yeah, because I was watching it because I watch it before I do the research and... I kept expecting the whole, not to spoil it, jump ahead, I kept expecting her to show up the entire episode. Because otherwise it seemed completely random to me. And it wasn't until I looked up and saw that She-Hulk actually voiced her. That's the reason that they picked her. Yeah, it's just like wrestling. An inside joke that really no one gets except a few people. So um, She-Hulk is at the bar. This is still on the uh, on the web, can- the web show. Uh, the leader is the bartender who shows up a lot but does nothing in the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> A-Bomb says that uh, She-Hulk and... Uh, him should do a movie together and uh, she says uh have uh, your people call my people and then reveals that not only is she a famous actress but she's a supreme court judge as well yes yeah, so she's not just a simple laura they really amped it up they really yeah. <laughs> are trying to get these uh these super fans of she hulk back on their side so then scar busts in he's wearing a championship belt and we find out he is the reigning world wrestling champ yeah, he uh, he looks like he's dressed as like Triple H for his WrestleMania entrance. So I guess it makes sense that he'd make himself the champ. I gotta say, I know it's only a like a five second gag, but World Wrestling Champ really uh, uh, that's uh, <laughs> is that the first idea the the writers room came up with? It's as generic as they come. <laughs> and he points out that uh, uh, wrestling is not fake. Of course. 
still real to him, brother. <laughs> yes. Oh, and by the way, uh, A-Bomb, I may have my uh, holiday greenery confused, but was that mistletoe around his, his neck? I believe that's what that was. It's mistletoe or holly or something like that. It's a little disconcerting to think that it'd be mistletoe. <laughs> it's probably just a garland or uh, some holly. Okay. So Red Hulk comes in uh, with, uh, and apparently he's the uh, president of the United States. Yeah, this happened quick. And uh, Fury's one of his uh, his uh, Secret Service men. <laughs> oh, that was uh, did they even reference him? Is that Snake Fury? I think. I mean, it's a black guy bald with an eye patch. I mean, oh, <laughs> I must not have noticed the eye patch. <laughs> um, he says he's late because uh, he. Uh, he was just in South Dakota, and they go to Mount Rushmore, where he's added his face to the <laughs> president's mountain. Yeah, all this is starting to seem a little fishy. And then uh, Devil Dinosaur is there wearing a pair of antlers, which apparently uh, Devil Dinosaur is the the, the agent's uh, pet. Mascot, if you will. Yes. Hulk says that uh, he's happy with his uh, when his family is happy, and the world has accepted the agents of uh smash they're all uh celebrating they got a great portrait of all of them above the fireplace i don't know if you noticed for some reason hulk is barefoot everybody is wearing like regular attire except for a bomb who's still just wearing i don't know if he's wearing clothes but he's just all blue nothing else no cowboy hat no, no cowboy. and the fire goes out and then rocket he comes down the chimney yeah, was, they thought it was going to be Santa, but uh, instead it's a little rodent. And uh, one of them comments, Santa doesn't have this bushy tail. He screams at all of them that you got to trust him, that none of this is real. You're all under the influence of a holograph inducer. Mm. He explains his name is Rocket, and they even call him Rocket Raccoon, but he's very adamant that his name is just Rocket. Yes, there's no no raccoon. There's, they go into this multiple times where they call him a raccoon, and he yeah, he rebuffs them every time. Um, he says he's trying to save you hairless weirdos, I believe he called them. I think that's right. And Hulk said there was something uh, familiar about this. And all of a sudden, they're getting attacked by all these little mini robots, which uh, they're firing back. Uh, Rocket says he likes She-Hulk style. He even calls her Legs. A lot of nicknames. <laughs> and in most of these cartoons, people, a lot of people have given nicknames to other people. And uh, she does point out that he's not her type. Well, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I do, he does make a, I don't know if they're trying to make a joke about it, but he points out that he's an alien who coincidentally looks exactly like an earth raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they came to that, but... Yeah, he looks exactly like a an Earth raccoon, but he is not. He is an alien. I guess it's the old two alien planets that happen to speak the same language. A bomb says, "How oh, how can this not be real? He's they're celebrities. They're loved. He's even dating a celebrity." Oh, that's a douchku. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they finally smash the picture, which uh, makes the whole illusion fade. It looks like they're kind of like in the holodeck from the uh, Star Trek: The Next Gen, and they realize it's not real. They're very upset. Red Hulk was working on his State of the Union speech. <laughs> then uh, Scar points out that he's very sadly points out wrestling, I guess, is fake. There's no need to jump to that conclusion, Scar. <laughs> Hulk said that uh, them being heroes, uh, he should have known it was too good to be true. 
He explains that uh, no one messes with his family and he's going to smash. Rocket explains that the Guardians of the Galaxy have also been abducted by who's ever doing this, whoever's behind this devious act, but he doesn't know who it is. Yeah, so we're going to get the whole Guardians in this episode. He says that uh, the only reason he escaped, because whoever got him put him in the room with the regular animals, not thinking he's one of the Guardians. Now, when he mentioned the Guardians, I, I was, I don't know why I thought this, but for I was really debating in my head, oh, I wonder what Guardians are they going to be, because there's been versions in the comic and the, that don't always appear in the movie, so... I don't know what got into my head thinking there would be anybody but <laughs> the five from the movie. Yeah, right. Uh, and I looked up, too, because I was wondering like what the timing was of when the movie came out to when this show came out. This, uh, this show was actually um, done in 2013. Much like uh, last week with you and Jamie with the Batman episode, they did it during the making of season one, but it wasn't released till season two. I believe it's the same thing here, where this was made in season one in 2013 and didn't come out until uh, 2014. So the movie came out in 2014. So I'm thinking like they're working on these kind of like almost at the same time because the, the designs of the guardians are not, I mean, rocket is pretty much pretty similar to in the movies, but the design Drax, except for the color pretty similar but the other ones look a lot different so i'm not sure maybe if they even coordinated that but it is the same team that is in the movie but yeah they do look very different yeah star lord particularly is uh honestly i wouldn't say he doesn't look much like the original star lord design or much like the uh the film version he's kind of weird looking yeah he's got this well we're we're spoiling it we i mean well maybe they find the guardians maybe they don't uh stay tuned folks maybe it'll be a christmas miracle so a voice tells them that uh He's going to have a complete set now. We don't know who that is. And then on the screen shows up the collector. Yes, a very large hologram of the gentleman known as the collector played by Benicio Del Toro in the uh, Guardians movie. But not here. No, not here. Not at all. And uh, Hulk here has ruined his collection for the last time. And uh, Hulk says, uh, I guess you didn't collect enough bruises the last time. I'm going to assume Collector has shown up on a previous episode of this cartoon. Yeah, probably. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it seems like a, a weird villain because uh, he doesn't really seem to fight. He just, he just uh, he's like, just like some, well, here they make him seem like some kind of overlord just controlling all of his, uh, his items that he's collected. But as a villain overall, he's a little weak. So he's also uh, the, uh, cousin of the grandmaster who showed up in thor ragnarok oh really yeah did they acknowledge that they didn't in the movie and they didn't on the show but that's definitely something from the comic book Hmm. in fact if you read the whole contest of champions the whole point was grandmaster was trying to bring collector back to life but that's neither here nor there so they attacked the collector but it has really no effect they're still in the simulation he says it's a simulation that you'll never want to break out of, so it's the perfect revenge. Which Hulk says that now he's dreaming. And uh, he says, Rocket says that he needs help bust out the Guardians because uh, they were on their way to stop a war between the Kree and the Shear. And they were on a peace mission when they were abducted. Which uh, Red Hulk says wasn't their problem. They just want to get home. But Rocket explains that Earth's in the middle of uh, these two empires, and 
not only uh, will both those empires suffer, Earth will probably uh, get destroyed as well. Yes, so Rocket says they were delivering the Orb of Truth or some such. So that is the mission, to get this, uh, this orb, this globe, this little globe to, um, is to the Shi'ar. Yeah, the Shi'ar. Yeah. And, and Rocket is explaining all this. While all of them are shooting up this, this holodeck, all, the, all these little robots and uh, drones are flying around. So as they're all shooting and shooting their lasers, all these people, Rocket is going through all this exposition about what, what is happening with this war and the orb and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, there's a lot of time to talk, even though all these lasers are shooting everywhere. Yeah, in fact, they look up the files, so you get like the, the the viewer gets like an introduction to each individual member of the Guardians. Oh yeah, yeah, they they do that a lot where they like they'll sh- they show the Kree and the Shi'ar, they they pop up on the screen. Yeah, they they I think that was kind of a good detail to add. So Rocket at the end of that gets shot, and after that we switch to the Guardians, and it is indeed Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, and Groot. They're hanging out with uh, Lalandra from the Shi'ar and the supreme intelligence of the Kree. Uh, they even comment that uh, Lalandra says they're in their debt and they have the orb and they, they uh, actually question where Rocket is. This, um, it's taken a, a wild turn from being a Christmas episode. Like the, the middle section of the show, there's like no reference to Christmas whatsoever. It's just a standard uh, recovery mission to get this uh, orb back. The Hulk breaks in. Star-Lord thinks they're to sabotage the mission. They say they're here to, to rescue him, but then they start fighting as well. Hulk says that they're not in, they don't know that they're in Dream World. And Hulk is uh, trying to break him out of it. Yeah, he, Hulk, Hulk is looking around for the, the hologram generator, or whatever it's called, to, to reveal to the Guardians that this whole world that they're living in right now is fake. Uh, there was a... Uh, fight with Groot and A-Bomb where uh, he calls him Barkface. And uh, someone else calls him Woody as well. Yeah, a lot of name game. A lot of name game humor. And this uh, Red Hulk calls uh, Rocket at one point Ramjet Rodent. <laughs> yes, Ramjet Rodent. Uh, it's, yeah, a lot of joking around with the guy's names. The Timbertoes was also one of Groot's nicknames given to him. <laughs> uh, Hulk, uh, Smashes the hologram and says that he saved your sorry butts. Drax says they've doomed the galaxy all to war. The uh, rocket tries to explain they're all on the same side to calm them down, but then they're attacked again by robots. Uh, Star Lord then does find on his monitor that uh, they have uh, found the ship. The ship is on. They're on a giant outdoor vessel. Well, I shouldn't say outdoor outer space vessel, and their ship is on it. So after they beat the robots, they're all going to the ship. Where she all asks Gamora, she says, you guys seriously call yourselves the Guardians of the Galaxy? And Gamora asks, what do you call your team? And at first she hulks all like proud of herself, but she's like, agents of... And she's like, agents of Smash? Gamora says, seriously? So I would say Guardians of the Galaxy is a much better name than the Agents of Smash. Yeah, Guardians get the edge there, definitely. And I, I prefer the, as much as I love Hulk, I think I prefer the Guardians to the Agents of Smash, because Agents of Smash to me are essentially five characters all with the same damn powers. Yeah, well, maybe if you go through and watch the entire thing, which I'm sure you're going to want to do after this, then you, maybe you'll warm up to the group. 
So right when they find the ship, the collector shows up with the orb. Star-Lord says, that orb isn't an accessory, you grabby geek. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, I always associated geek from the 80s, but it seems to be one of those shots that's just never going away. Yeah, I think it's with the limitation of as far as language goes and the fact that a lot of kids are watching the... They go to the jerk and the geek a lot, I think, in these cartoons. Hulk says that uh, he will, and his agents, will stay if Collector will let the Guardians and the Orb go to prevent the war. Which the Collector just says, nope, and shoots him with a giant probe that freezes them. Then we're back to New York for the uh, Hulk out holiday smash travaganza again. A-bombs lighten the log. Hulk says that this all seems very familiar. Which at this point, She-Hulk says that he has got to try the leader's guacamole. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very, very uh, jarring to just be in the middle of that and then just cut back to this. I can only assume because guacamole is green. That's what they, why they decided that was what the leader could make. Maybe, maybe Betty Ross ate the green guacamole and it had gamma radiation and then that's how she became uh, a Hulk. <laughs> Uh, Hulk says this is all just perfect. The Guardians show up. Uh, Gamora doesn't even know what Christmas is. She Hulk explains to it. Hulk says that since they don't have a family, they can spend Christmas with them. That's what the holidays are all about. And uh, we're going back to video confessions again at this point. Then this part I thought was clever and kind of made me laugh. Groot is uh, talking to the Christmas tree, saying, I am Groot. She Hulk points out it's artificial and everybody laughs (laughs) (laughs) and can we talk about Groot for a second can i say he looks frightening yes i agree with that yeah the his head he's got like these teeth his head almost looks like a flaming skull like it's like ghost rider it just looks yeah he does not look as warm and cuddly as he does in the movies he just looks yeah he's literally scary yeah and he has like pupils instead of like the the you know how he has kind of the eye sockets in the films like this yeah, he like has the a, hollow eyes yeah 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 and the voice is definitely not right no yeah everything's wrong with Groot but I do love any cartoon where something makes the entire cast laugh at once <laughs> yes. that's usually how you end a cartoon especially in the eighties where the the wacky character does something goofy and everybody laughs <laughs> yes I don't know if we're gonna get that this time though. Rocket comes down the Christmas tree. Red Hulk asks him if he remembers the cranberry sauce, which he he does in a can. Now I got to ask the immortal question: cranberry sauce, uh, homemade, or you prefer it out of the can? Neither. Neither. <laughs> no, I'm not a cranberry sauce guy. How do you have a day after sandwich without cranberry sauce? <laughs> to me, the only way to do it is in the can. It's got to come out of the can. But. Yeah, see, that seems to be the preferable way. I mean, my family serves it the can that way but i just never partake star lord brings the orb which the hulk puts it on top of the tree looks very nice he says that lilandra says that the orb can break through lies deceptions and illusions abom can't remember the last time he was this happy hulk though uh he's kind of seeing through this thing uh he 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 thinks this he knows that there's something up that they've done this before. He's trying to smash the hologram, but he's the, the place it was the first time, the, the place it was the first time 
not there anymore. So it looks like he's just smashing the wall, which nobody can understand what's happening. Hulk says that uh, this is all fake. A-bomb responds by saying, uh, well, true, Christmas has become a little over-commercialized, but there's no need to be rude. <laughs> so then we switch to everyone's eating Christmas dinner, which Hulk then, at this point, he's going to antagonize Rocket. This is his plan. So he calls him a raccoon, even says he eats out of the garbage. And uh, Groot comes to Raccoon's defense, and Raccoon says, yeah, he told them not to use the R word, but... So he shoots at Hulk, which Hulk deflects and knocks the tree over, which knocks the hologram, the orb, right into his hand, which he smashes, which, uh, you know, now the, the curtain falls, the illusion falls again. Now they all remember. And the collector shows up, and he is just furious that they will not accept this fantasy. Hulk says the real world is tough, but living in a fantasy isn't worth living. So the Hulk getting a little uh, philosophical here. <laughs> yeah, he's... Very much the intelligent Hulk in this show. And uh, I don't know, uh, A-Bomb was looking for his perfect Christmas. That was it. He's never been happier. I mean, maybe Hulk should have asked around. Maybe A-Bomb would prefer to remain in the hologram. That is true. Some people prefer the illusion. Ignorance is bliss, as they say. Yes. So, I don't know. He really didn't take a consensus vote. He just decided that uh, we need reality. We need harsh reality here. Collector says uh, he's just going to erase their mind so they can't break out of the uh, simulation ever again. So another big fight breaks out where he's trying to shoot him with that probe and robots are showing. A-bomb says he has an idea. Keep him busy. So him and Rocket go off to do do this idea. Hulk fighting. He gets the orb. A-bomb and uh, Rocket, they get the probe and they shoot it at the collector. But it says that uh, that won't work on me. This is my dream. That guy's, oh, by the way, the collector is like uh, 20 feet tall at this point. He's like way bigger than everybody else. And uh, when he says it's my dream, Hulk says, you need to wake up and see the truth, jerk. <laughs> There's the jerk. I told you, you had the geek. Now you got the jerk. So they shoot the orb, which bounces, the laser bounces off and uh, hits the orb right in the head. I mean, <laughs> they shoot the laser <laughs> at the orb, which bounces off and hits Collector right in the head. Collector then has a revelation that he was being greedy the whole time. He's, uh, he's made a mistake, and he shouldn't be holding people against their will. And Hulk tells him to return them to their home world before Santa Hulk gives you a lump of coal. Yes. So the collector has finally found his Christmas spirit. I, I, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll say that's what happened. Right. So they go to the Shiar's home planet. Everyone's wearing medals. Lalandra thanks them. She holds up the orb. For everyone, everyone cheers on that planet. A-Bomb says, tonight, those guys, the Guardians, they're going to celebrate Christmas with them Hulk style. Which we go to a diner, which is Herb's Gamma Burgers. Mm, maybe that's what Betty Ross ate. <laughs> they, uh, they have done storylines where they've tried to use gamma radiation to solve the 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 world's hunger problems food shortage problems so you know maybe this in this universe that's actually happened huh and it's basically a big diner with a, a hulk sign saying herb's gamma burgers they're all hanging out she hulk and gamora are arm wrestling uh rocket really likes the uh the eggnog wait we get to point out that she hulk won the arm wrestling she did match. yes she did yes. beat gamora which she would have that's uh i don't think there's any debate there Mm -hmm. 
Star Lord's eating a hamburger, a chili burger actually, where he says that uh, um, he can't remember the last time he uh, ate a chili burger. So a reference that he is actually from Earth. Oh, by the way, like uh, it just came to me his his head piece, like his helmet that he wears. It's kind of like almost Judge Dredd slightly, like from <laughs> from the Stallone movie. That's what it kind of reminds me. Of. It's got the open, you know, uh, nose and mouth, and yeah. I would say yeah, it's uh it's like kind of a cross between Kite Man's helmet and Judge Dredd. Like it's it's bizarre. I'll take your word for it on Kite Man. <laughs> um Hulk says that it's not a dream, but at least it's home. Avon gets very excited because he looks at his phone and Eliza Dusku has uh, sent him an email. She's a fan of his web show. Wow. Which during the dream, the fantasy world, it was the greatest, the most popular web show in the in the world. So I'm wondering in the real version if it's not all that popular. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They didn't really say that, but I mean, if Eliza's hitting them up, there must be some notoriety to it. He thinks it's too good to be true. Are we still in the collector's uh, illusion? And Hulk says no. Real life never perfect. But having good friends will get you close. Hulk out. And he gives a big thumbs up to the camera. And then A-Bomb at the camera says, From my family to yours, I finally recite Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And there you have it. Hulk and the Agents of Smash. It's a wonderful smash. Well, <laughs> that was a uh, that was something else. That was quite the way to wrap up uh, our month long journey through the Christmas verse. Yeah, it's um, it was different. I mean, the I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy showing up that was interesting. Um, I you know you usually expect you know just the the team versus a villain, but to have another team show up, that's something different, something unique, which was nice. The story, like I said, the collector a little weak to me as a as a villain. The whole the concept of the web series made me, uh, like I said, everyone was doing it at the time. That I think the year that this came out was the year the office went off the air. So I mean, they're a little late in the game getting in on this, but they did. So it's a little formulaic the whole format of the show, but I guess it could be worse <laughs> how's that for holiday spirit <laughs> guess it could be worse <laughs> i think um if i'm not mistaken the, the office was in its eighth or ninth they were either on they were on their one of their last two seasons when this would have aired yeah and that's when it was falling off the rails right where like uh steve Carell left and stuff like that so yeah, Steve Carell was long gone at that point. They had tried some horrible backdoor pilot for this revolving around Dwight Schrute. Um, yeah, it was it was time to call it quits at that point. Yeah, so uh, I don't know why they decided to go this route with the show, but I mean, I guess they're trying something different. But do we? I don't know. I'd have to watch more episodes to see if this is the norm or if this was just for this particular episode. I mean, in my research, the whole yeah, the whole format of the series is that fact that a bomb has a web shell i think that's Ah. the whole thing all right so we're gonna elaborate more on our thoughts on this uh right after we uh switch it over to our spectrometer
for any of you who uh, don't know, the spectrometer is where we rank what we just saw. Zero spectros being absolute garbage. Four spectros being just about as good as you're going to get. Mike Crockett, how many spectros are you going to give? It's a wonderful smash. Wow. Um, so four is the maximum, right? Why not five? Cisclinebra is what uh, jumped into my head when I was coming up with, and they always did the, well, they did thumbs up and thumbs down, but Ebert in, in his actual written reviews would always do the four stars. Okay. Now I'm picking up what you land down. Uh, so for Agents of Smash, it's a wonderful smash. Wow. For Hulk property, it's just tough to say, because as, as you know, Hulk basically uh, started me on a, through a chain of events that led me here as a, as a creative person. I watched the show, read the comics, drew comics, then it just... Hulk is basically my... Let's call him my mentor. So it pains me to do this. One and a half stars. All right. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher, but not much. I think I'm only going to go two. Uh, first and foremost, just not a very good Christmas episode is what stuck out to me more than anything. Right, yeah. Like I said, the, there is points like the big chunk in the middle where there is – it's nothing to do with Christmas. It's not – they're not – fighting the Grinch or whatever. I guess you can call the collector perhaps a Grinch, but yeah, there was nothing Christmas related besides like it's, it seemed like it was just like wraparounds like, Hey, we're this is it's Christmas. Let's go back to the show. And then there's nothing related to Christmas. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I thought at least the collector was going to, they were going to beat him by having him see the Christmas spirit or something in the end. But no, it's just a regular Hulk adventure that, Happens to bookend uh, around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like they did a regular episode and then just in post, just, oh, yeah, oh, oh come on, December 14th? Jesus, we're going to add some holly and garland and stuff. And other than some dumb jokes, they barely even touched upon how perfect their world would be in the perfect Christmas. Yeah, and, and I think they really missed something when they didn't. I know he talked to a Christmas tree, but, I mean, you got to, at the end of the show, decorate Groot as a Christmas tree, right? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, they just completely missed that. Completely. And, like, I don't understand. Like, if he's got the most popular webcam, web show in the world, She-Hulk's a stunt woman in, on the Supreme Court, Red Hulk's the president, uh, Scar's the world wrestling champion, why are they all still hanging out together? <laughs> well, that was all the fantasy, Matt. That's not reality. All right, I suppose you're right. Um, <laughs> aside from that, I, I, I just thought it was it wasn't particularly well written. It was pretty generic, mediocre storyline. Uh, animations only so so. I don't like the I, I I like the Hulk. I don't like five Hulks. I, I I don't think I would really. I don't think I would really go back and watch the rest of this show. Yeah, and, and we didn't even mention it because it's not worth mentioning, but the, the theme song, it wasn't even a theme song. you got to have a good theme song for a cartoon. And this was literally just the, the title plate and, like, you know, they strummed the guitar for five seconds. There was really nothing to the theme song for Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Yeah, I just, uh, you know what, now that we're talking about it, I'm going down to one and a half. <laughs> Join me down here. Join me at the one and a half mark. Yes. Yeah. I don't think, I wouldn't say it's like offensively bad. It just didn't really, 
And I feel so crappy because we're doing this on our official Christmas episode, but uh, it just really didn't do it for me. Yeah, just a couple of Grinches here talking about <laughs> bad Christmas episodes. It's like, uh, you know, we we got our stockings and uh, I wouldn't quite say a lump of coal was in it, but uh, some kind of rock that you wouldn't want on Christmas was in it. Not feces, perhaps? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you have it. What did you think of Hulk and the Agents of Smash? It's a wonderful smash. Did you like it better than we did? Uh, if so, great. Uh, we're not we're not, we're not taking that away from you. You could always uh, let me know. You can go to my social media and uh, give me your two thoughts. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Spectro, and uh, you can give me your thoughts while you're there. Follow me if you could. I'd really appreciate it. And you can go to my Facebook page, Matt Spector Through the Multiverse. Give me a comment. Tell me what you thought of this particular episode. We also, 2021, A Child Comes Across. It's a wonderful smash. What do you think? You're going to enjoy it? There's some, I mean, you get a bunch of big, hulking, muscular monsters hitting things. And there's something there for, for kids. <laughs> but I'm not sure it's particularly engaging it might for what the hell am i saying no <laughs> well i think also some kids who grew up with the mcu are going to be like why do the guardians of the galaxy look like crap on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why is groot uh... <laughs> like i don't even think gamora was green she looked more gray to me yeah yeah she definitely didn't uh sit well with me either and drax might as well have not even been there he added nothing to the story no, and he seemed like pretty small too, almost like short. And I mean, definitely up against the Hulks, he was definitely much smaller than them. Yeah, I'll get my stepson's opinion, but I'm going to say I, I don't, I don't think it would hold their interest all that much. They might get a kick out of it, but I doubt they're going to get hooked. Yeah, and there's like you said, very little uh, Christmas in the bulk of the story. Yeah, <laughs> but on that note, this is the Christmas episode. It's been a blast spending Christmas with all of you out there. Michael, it's especially good to have you here in my official Christmas episode. It's going to be back, and I uh, apologize once again for my audio. We'll get that fixed uh, for my next time when I defeat Jamie and become the number one host. And maybe next year I'll win the award for the best guest in the multiverse. And uh, say a Merry Christmas in your case. What is it? Uh, Feliz Navidad. Gracias. Yeah. Merry <laughs> Christmas to you too, pal. Any, anything you want to plug while you're here? Well, I am uh, doing podcast editing. If you want to find out more about that, go to crackpotpods.com. That's crackpotpods.com. I can edit your podcast. I can help you get set up uh, with your own podcast. If you want to join this wonderful world with uh, Matt Spectro, be a part of the podcast multiverse. Or also I'm on uh, Twitter at the WPAN. I might change that to reflect... Uh, the crackpot pods thing, but we'll see about that. And uh, yeah, so uh, I can help you if you want to do your own podcast, just like Matt here. All right. And all jokes aside, I uh, want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to wish everyone out there a very, very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. God bless you all. I hope uh, until all a good night. Hope you all have a good holiday. Look for uh, more and more new and exciting stuff in the, the new year, 2022. Looking forward to a lot of some uh, hopeful changes coming in the new year. Stick with us. Hopefully new guests, new topics. If you could smash that subscribe button, I'd appreciate it a lot. 
Michael, thank you for joining us and Merry Christmas. Same to you, sir. Uh, have a good holiday, have a good Christmas, and a wonderful New Year. And to all a good night. Have a holy, jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, oh, by golly, have a holly, jolly Christmas this year. Oh,